Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real World Talks with Lourdes, Natalie, and Kat. Good morning, ladies. Good, Good morning. morning. We're having a very special guest with us this morning, and that guest is Rosie Andy Cohen, who is our Director of Food and Beverage at the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism Management. Good morning, Rosie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Um, how's everyone doing? Good. Surviving. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's yes. all we do sometimes. Yes. <laughs> so for our listeners, Rosie, can you um, introduce yourself and share your background and your history and what led you to a uh, role at the Chaplin School? Sure. So um, my background, I'm originally from Mexico. I've lived in the U.S. about 20 years at this point. First, I lived in California. I was in San Diego. I was in L.A. Um, I moved to Paris for a year where I did um, a bunch of different classes, a bunch of traveling. Traveling is actually one of my biggest passions, which is hard to do right now, obviously. But um, so that's part of how everything started. I have about 15 years industry experience and my experience is more on the food service side. Um, I've done a lot of different roles going from doing an internship in a hotel, um, in the bakery, to being an executive chef. Um, I've done a lot of different things. Again, uh, hotels, restaurants, etc. And the way I ended up at Chaplin was I did my bachelor's and my master's in hospitality. And I started working as a TA in one of the culinary courses. And so from then, I was a TA. I was a, a GA, a grad assistant. And then I ended up teaching one class at a time as an adjunct. And I ended up um, with this position. Before doing this, though, I was in China for a year. So I actually taught um, culinary courses for the Chaplin School in China, which was a really, really cool experience for me. I'd never traveled to China before. So obviously, I didn't know what to expect, even though you think you know and you think you've talked to people and they've told you what to expect. It's completely unexpected. To me, it was completely unexpected, um, but I had a great time. Students were amazing. Faculty was amazing. And I learned a lot during that trip. So when I came back to the US, I came back to Chaplin, of course, and I ended up getting this position, which I'm happy um, I'm happy to have. I do a lot of work with students. So not only in my teaching, but I'm also um, talking with the lab assistants, making sure they are ready in their classes, that everything is going well for them. So I do a lot of different things. Um, I do obviously some administrative work, but it's a really, really cool position. That's awesome. I didn't know that you were in Paris. Yep. Live there. I lived there for a year. Um, I went to Cordon Bleu for a little bit. And again, I did a lot of traveling. I was 
2018. So wow, a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't do right now. Um, <laughs> just because you think, you know. <laughs> but but it was definitely a very interesting, fun experience. Awesome. I wonder, did you pick up on any um, French while you were there? So the was, before I went, I went with a friend. So a friend, um, it's part of our family history that after they finish high school, they go to Paris for a year. Okay. Like that's always been in her family history. And so she asked me to go with her. And at first I said, no, no way, whatever. So then I said, okay, I will. But at that point, I spoke nothing. Like I had no idea what French was basically. <laughs> but I had been to France before with my family. And so I ended up going. Um, we were not living together. She was actually part of her experience was if you're going to Paris, then you have to live in a convent. That was part of her, again, family. Um, and so I was living in an apartment, um, which was completely different. So I had to learn French on my own. And yeah, definitely living there, you learn just by living. And I took some French classes as well at Les Herbon, so that helped. But really the most, the easiest way to experience a language is just interacting with the people. Okay. That sounds like a really, first of all, I'm jealous that that's her family history, like that <laughs> after high school, you go for a year yeah. in Paris. Yeah. I think that that's fabulous. And I think that it was great that you were able to experience that. Um, so kind of going along a little bit more with a little bit of your career background, can you share with us what have been some of the wins and disappointments that you have experienced in your career? Sure. So first thing I tell students when they ask me that uh, is sometimes you will see something that may seem like a disappointment and after you actually examine it and you take your emotion out of it, it can turn into a win. So I've had experiences, especially when I was first doing internships or my first jobs, where my first thought was, I hate this job, I hate the company, why is my boss being so difficult? Why are my coworkers doing this? And then now, the more I think about it, those are some of the experiences that actually helped me grow the most and where I actually understood, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, this is a challenge. It's an opportunity. It's not actually something negative. So I would say I don't have a lot of disappointments. I have moments where I wish I would have done something and I didn't do it. Um, like taking jobs that I took, even though I knew I shouldn't have take them, have uh, taken them, but I took them because I needed them and they were not positive. But again, now I see, okay, the reason I ended up taking the job is because I needed it and I learned from it and grow from it. So um, yeah, I really don't have a lot of disappointments. My wins Definitely the job I have right now at Chaplin is a big win for me um, for a lot of reasons. Personally, it's a challenge 
And I, I really enjoy what I do. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm proud of the job I have. Another win is something I will never forget. And this was probably, I don't know, 17, 18 years ago. And I still can't um, stop laughing when I remember it. So I was doing one of my first internships ever. And people don't necessarily know that I speak Spanish. So I was working in a hotel in the kitchen and I was actually in the banquet kitchen that day. And two of the chefs were talking and one says to the other, oh, she's a new intern. Get her to do all the grunt work in Spanish. Obviously they had no idea I spoke Spanish at the time. So they were essentially waiting for me to I don't know, run away, um, cry, whatever. So I ended up spending a week with them. And at the end, I kept doing everything they wanted me to do. So whether it was chopping pounds of onions, whether it was breaking down cases and cases of lobster, whatever it was, um, at the end of the week, I actually spoke to them in Spanish and said, Oh, I understood everything you said the first day, but you, you were not going to break me. And I, I'll never forget their face. So that to me was a big win because actually I did everything I was told to do. And I allowed it to be a challenge and it was fun. And I never, in the moment I, I didn't actually tell them, oh, I understand and you shouldn't be doing this. No, I went with it. And at the end of the week, it was amazing when I actually talked to them in Spanish and had a conversation and they said, well, yeah, this is, what do we do? And we thought you were not going to be able to hack it and you did. So welcome to the team. Wow. So that was an incredible feeling. You're good. Cause you know that if I would have heard someone saying something in Spanish, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Lourdes is laughing. But she knows probably why. And Rosie knows too, okay? I don't think I would have been able to respond in that manner. It would have been a response real quick. But I feel like that's great that you endured it and really kind of took that as a challenge. I think it's great for our students and our listeners, you know, because I'm sure a lot of times we're put in these same circumstances. And really and truly not everyone can react that way. I know me personally, especially at a younger age, no. Um, but I feel like that's great because sometimes you do prove to yourself and to others and then you kind of see what comes out of that as well. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of our biggest um, assets of knowing another language is actually that sometimes people are going to do things or say things thinking you're not going to understand or you're not going to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so instead of actually being defensive about it, if you just go on your way and challenge them positive, positively, <laughs> really good. Especially Absolutely. seeing their face after. It's really, really good. It's fun. I, I enjoy it. And I enjoy it because I enjoy it. <laughs> so you mentioned prior that you were like a student of the Chaplin School. I actually remembered you as a student when I worked at the front desk in the dean's office. I would always remember you coming in and out as a TA, and I always admired how hardworking you was and involved you were as a student. 
Um, my question is, what was your favorite class as a student at the Chaplin School? Thank you. Um, so I don't know that I have one class. If anything, the class that comes to mind was an elective I took in the master's, which was negotiating strategies. Um, and I think it was only offered one or two semesters, but it taught me a lot about negotiation and about what are actually things you must have versus what you just want for your ego. So that was a really good class. That was with um, Professor Thomas. But otherwise, I think we have a lot of really, really good engaging faculty. So I don't know that I have one class in particular um, because I've tried to learn a lot from like I said, different faculty. Um, I did hospitality at sea, so that was a really good experience. And I've taken classes with Dr. Kitterlin, so again, that was a really good experience. But no, I think we have overall really good faculty. Absolutely. Um, so now kind of going back to a little bit of career, and I think that all of us here could understand that sometimes it could be really tough to balance this whole like work and life balance, what advice or tips would you give to students to have a better work-life balance, um, even during this time right now that we're in? So I actually had a conversation with a student yesterday who was having issues with um, an assignment. And the first thing I told her is you just need to breathe. Sometimes that's the biggest reminder we need is just breathe, take a breather, figure out what's actually important, what's not, you can let go for now. Um, right now, it's challenging to have a good work-life balance, especially because we're all juggling a lot of things. Some of us are living with families, some of us are living on our own. Um, so it's, it's challenging. Uh, it's definitely a challenging environment, but just take it as best as you can. Understand that Unfortunately, there's a level of frustration that we're all living with simply because we don't know what's going to happen. And so that in itself presents a challenge. So just be kind and be patient with yourself and with others, with whoever you're interacting with, because we're all living in different states of frustration. So I would say that's the biggest tip I could give. Um, for people that maybe are not happy in their jobs, for now, just be grateful that you have a job, even if you're maybe not as happy. Um, understand that after this is over, there's going to be opportunity, there's going to be changes. So prepare yourself to do what you want to do and use this time for yourself. Understand that you will have other options. Okay. Well, Rosie, speaking of work-life balance, um, a lot of us, now that we've kind of been working from home, we've been cooking a lot more and coming up with a lot of recipes, at least I know I have. Um, so what are your favorite meals that you love to make? I've been cooking a lot, um, just like 
a lot of people have been. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I didn't realize how dependent I was on takeout before this whole thing started. Um, I, I really have been enjoying my time in the kitchen. I always said I didn't have time for it. And now obviously I do. So I've been doing a lot of different recipes, but what I'm trying to do is doing a lot of meal planning and meal prep. So that cuts down, especially on time and on having to wash everything and do everything. So what I do is I'm, I go to the grocery store about once a week or once every two weeks and I buy what I think I are, I'm going to eat. So I'm buying a lot of vegetables Um, chicken, fish, salmon, um, a lot of quinoa, rice, cauliflower, and rice broccoli have been, I don't know, staples at this point. So it's very easy for me to do like um, fried rice using rice broccoli or rice cauliflower and then top it with a fried egg. So that's a quick dinner. Um, I've been doing a lot of salads soups sometimes. So there's really like, I'm going back to basics. And part of that is I had forgotten actually what it was to cook for myself. Because when you live on your own, it's very easy to just say, Oh, I'll just pick something on the way. I don't want to, I don't want to clean. I don't want to cook. Whatever. (laughs) So now that I actually am doing it, I remember that. Oh yeah. I actually like cooking. (laughs) Funny that I forgot about that. (laughs) for every other day that I was not in the kitchen cooking at school teaching a class so I'm actually grateful for that for that so what what's your favorite thing to cook chicken um for salmon and veggies lately so or really a lot of different proteins but I've been using my oven like crazy So I do vegetables, whatever vegetables I have. Um, I typically like eggplant, peppers, onions, and whatever else I can find. Stick them in a sheet pan with a little bit of oil. Get some protein um, on its side. So whether it's fish, chicken, sometimes get some spices, stick it in the oven, and you have a whole meal. So I've been doing a lot of that lately. quick cleanup, which I love. And yeah, that I would say that's my go-to lately. Rosie, have you ever used an air fryer for your veggies? So people have been telling me. <laughs> and I just another appliance. Is it really worth it? It is so, I swear, Kathy will vouch for me because I talk about it all the time. Because the everything air- in it. My air fryer is my savior, okay? Like, even, so I'll stick in some chicken tenders, you know, for pre-frozen and some, French, you know, pre-frozen french fries in there just to have, like, a quick little meal. But there are times where I also throw in some veggies in there, some green beans. I've stuck in some broccoli before with a little bit of spices, put it in, and it comes out so good. I promise you, try it. Okay, I'll look into it again because a lot of people are talking about that still. <laughs> it's really good. Promise. Okay. <laughs> so, She's the air fryer queen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am. 
I mean, that's a good title to have for sure. Yes. <laughs> so Rosie, um, we know you traveled to like Paris and China, but could you name the best place you've traveled to any place in the world and why? There's a lot of ways to answer this question because that actually changes. Um, and the reason it changes is because I've been fortunate to be able to travel to a lot of different places. And my experiences are so different than each that I don't know that I have one, that I have a favorite place. Um, I really, I mean, I love going to New York, but everyone does, or a lot of people do. I really, really love Hawaii. There's just a, a different feel, a different energy. The people are amazing. I really enjoyed my time in Brazil. That it was a place where I felt like I could do anything and I could be everywhere. It was just a really, really cool experience. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that I have like a best place because I've tried to find the best of each place that I go to. So like last year I was in Spain and I was in different cities. And if you ask me, what's the best city you want to in Spain? I don't know that I have an answer just because Madrid, I love some things about it. Um, Sevilla, there were some amazing things. Cordoba, again, so I don't know. I want to keep traveling and figure out if there's actually best place. I probably will never get that answer <laughs> because I love everywhere. So yeah, I don't know that I have an answer to that. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for answering all of our questions and being our special guest today, Rosie. Thank you for inviting me. It was fun. Of course. So now we're going to go into our next segment, which is our Real World Talks trivia. And Natalie is going to go over the topic of choice today. And I'm a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared. Do not be alarmed. I actually, I, I had two options. I was actually going to do like a karaoke trivia because I know how good Rosie is at, at karaoke and she has an awesome singing voice if anyone doesn't know. Copyright issues, you know, we're just not going to get into that. <laughs> so the, the topic for today is food and beverage trivia. It's a little fun. So Rosie, are you ready? You'll, you'll be the first one. Okay. Okay. So um, your first question is, the global food phenomenon pizza originated from which country? You have 10 seconds to answer. I mean, the logical answer would be Italy. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Why can I get that question? I she always goes easy on us. <laughs> Okay, Rosie, your next question is, what cooking technique involves submerging food in a liquid at a relatively low temperature? Poaching? Yes, correct. 
were gonna be really good at this. <laughs> I mean, that's an exam question for me. I know. <laughs> we're all in trouble. <laughs> what fruit actually comes from a herb? You have eight seconds, Rosie. I can give you some like some choices. Wait, what was the question again? What fruit actually comes from a herb? An herb. I have no idea. Yes. It can be apples, plums, bananas, oranges. I mean, a banana, I think. Yes, correct. <laughs> so what? just fun fact. Yes. <laughs> so I know. I know. I was what herb is part of the banana? <laughs> So the plants which produce bananas are actually herbs. Um, they're not trees since they're not composed of wood. Mm. It's part of ginger, no? It's related yes. to gender. They're related to gender. Mm -hmm. yeah. The banana tree. Yes. I mean plant. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> no, don't worry, Kathy. See, you spoke, so you're next. <laughs> No, actually, I didn't speak. That was Lourdes. <laughs> well, go ahead. I, three. I mean, I go ahead. Let me not. Let me get this over and done with because I I did not know the banana was an herb. Okay, so <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go easy on you guys. Okay, so sure. your first question is Kathy. Tacos are increasingly popular fast food. Which country did they originate from? Which country did what originate from? I'm sorry. Tacos. Tacos? Yes. I don't want to sound ignorant, but I'm thinking Mexico? Yes, correct. Oh. You were ignorant at all. That's the correct answer. <laughs> like, okay. Rosie's going to kill me. <laughs> so, Okay. I'm going to give you options for this question. That's never Which a good sign. cookie is the top selling cookie in the U.S.? Is it A, Famous Amos Cookies, B, mm. Grandma's Vanilla Cream Cookies, or Ooh. C, Oreos? I'm going to go with Oreos. All right. You see, I'll tell you. You guys are getting it. <laughs> okay, okay. Not so, not so bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is your last question. What food is hummus made from? Chickpeas. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are on I the roll. Okay, so Kathy is three for three. Lourdes, are you ready? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your first question. This is a true or false question. Okay, so is either true or false? Between 1886 oh. and 1929, <laughs> cocaine was a re recurring ingredient in Coca-Cola. Is this true or false? True? Yes, correct. Okay. <laughs> and it was legal and it was used for medicine purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So let's see. Hmm. What is the official state fruit of New York? State fruit of New York? Fruit, yeah, their state fruit. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like you take a big out. You take um. You take a big you bite know? of this. I was like, ah. I know. <laughs> I you take a bite. Seconds. Uh, apple. Yes, correct. Oh, I should have known the big apple. <laughs> the. Okay. And this is your last question. Okay. Red Stripe is a popular beer that originates from what country? I'm going to give you some options because this might be a little difficult. Is it um, Ireland, USA, or Jamaica? God, and this, my husband drinks this. I should oh. know this. Yeah, five seconds, Lauren. Wait, can you please repeat the options I have? Is it A, Ireland, B, USA, or C, Jamaica? I guess I'm going to go on a whim and say Jamaica. Yes, correct. Very good. All of oh. at three out of three, so it's a three-way tie. This is the last question. This is a fun question. This is a free-for-all. Whoever answers this first wins the trivia game. Are you guys ready? Yes. Okay, so according to legend, <laughs> vampires are exceptionally vulnerable to which vegetable? Garlic. Garlic. Who, who said it first? Me. Hell, it was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a tie. That's the end of trivia. Hopefully <laughs> next time you come, Rosie, so we can break this tie. <laughs> She was easy on us, and I don't know why. It's not Christmas. I mean, birthdays are coming up, but this was really rare, Rosie. So thank you for coming. Yes. <laughs> because I was here, that's why. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you to you, Rosie, for joining us again today. And thanks to all of our listeners. Um, if you have any questions or special topics that you'd like for us to talk about, please let us know. And have an amazing week. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.